welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. This is your podcast covering tactics for creating winning leadership and sustainable winning organizations. Discover more information detailed in their books, Gapology, Imbar, and their newest release, Speed of Purpose. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. We're really excited about the response that we've been receiving from our appearance on the Relatively Speaking live stream show over the Labor Day weekend. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, well, don't worry, I'll include a link below. Mark and I share some exciting news on the show that you really don't want to miss if you're a fan of Gapology. So let's get rolling with this episode and give Martinez a call. Hey, Mark. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What's new? Oh, working like crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's been busy. A lot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been, a, been a good season. Summer's coming to an end. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's actually going to start cooling down next week here, which will, which will be a nice break. It's been so hot and muggy here. And I know some parts of the country have been way worse, so I think uh, we'll all be rejoicing once those leaves start to fall. Yeah, we're looking forward to the temperature drops. It's going to be in the 70s here this weekend. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, love it. Yeah, cool. So what would you like to talk about today? Well, I thought we would talk about building relationships in a Zoom world. What do you think? Okay, yeah, that sounds good. I know it's pretty difficult uh, when people are far away. Yeah, yeah. We need to continue our Zoom world conversations and building relationships is one of the victims, really, of the Zoom world. It's tough. It's tough. But I had the great opportunity to interview a few top performers in this, and I have their best tactics right here in front of me. Oh, cool. I haven't heard these. Exciting. Yeah. All right, let's jump in. Sounds good. So the first thing is that you got to realize that the Zoom world, being remote, communicating with your team and or partners via video instead of in person is already a factor that makes it more difficult to build relationships. So once you accept that, then you can apply these tactics to make it work. So the the first one is, is real simple, and that is to increase communication. Increase communication. So often in a Zoom world, there's less communication. But what if you're to increase communication? And while doing so, what if you listened more? So often as leaders, we have a tendency when we haven't talked to somebody for a while to speak a lot. I think that's natural. But what if we listened more? So the first tactic is to increase communication on purpose and listen more. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. Um, In fact, I just had a meeting just yesterday, and we were talking about something very similar to this. And uh, the manager was talking about that, you know, sometimes it's difficult to get people to open up during a coaching session. And part of that, I think, is this remote workforce. People are used to kind of working in a silo. And uh, one of the things I, I mentioned to her was, you know, you need to listen more. And she said, yeah, but they, they don't talk. And I said, so 
you know, one of the key tactics to get people to talk is to ask a question, <laughs> right? So it goes back to one of our topics on a previous podcast about asking questions. I think that's a, a key to, to that tactic. Yeah, and, and there's some, you know, there's some complications too. So in the county that I work in, uh, most frequently, uh, when there's multiple people in the room, we have to wear a mask. Yeah. So now we're in the Zoom world and we're on a mask. Uh, we're in a mask. And that just makes communication more difficult. So increase yeah. communication and listen more. Yeah, love it. Second tactic is to schedule one-on-ones. So you've got this group Zoom meeting, but there's a number of key people that you need to communicate with more frequently and in a different way. Go ahead and schedule those one-on-ones. And those one-on-ones become critical now. So again, apply the listening tactic, but don't just limit yourself to the group Zoom schedule those those one-on-ones and ideally again on video if if you can so that you can read body language and and relate better but uh it it becomes a key tactic in addition to the group group calls yeah i love that and and i think a key tactic there too is to make sure the person's prepared or at least prepared around the the subject that's to be discussed you know i've I've been involved in one-on-ones where uh, the person on the other end didn't know what the topic was, and so we kind of caught him off guard. So I think there's a balance there on, on you know, making sure that you're covering information and gathering information um, from somebody who's educated about what the topic is. No, that's a great point. Yeah, a, a random call may not be productive. Yep. So here's a tactic from one of the top performers that I interviewed. Uh, top performer within the entire organization added this one. She said that one of her key tactics is to add in personal calls. So not a one-on-one about business topics, a personal call. A personal call where you get to know the family, the kids, the pets, the hobbies, uh, and talk about things outside of work. So she found that was the key to building relationships. It was getting away from work, getting away from work topics, and really not only learning the personal things about that individual, but sharing your own personal uh, details as well, and that that changed everything. Yeah, you know, I, I never really thought about that um... Yeah, that's really cool. I think uh, that just shows that you care about them more than just business, you know. And if you're trying to build a culture within a team, um, I think that would go a long way. Just reaching out, just touching base with that person as as an individual. Yeah, this, this individual again, this top performer uh, has twelve people uh, that are key partners. They are thousands of miles away, so they communicate via Zoom. But by getting to know each of the 12 individually, total game changer. Yeah, I love that. So does she call each person individually, each of those 12? Yeah. So she spreads it out and calls a couple per week and has personal calls unrelated to work. Yeah, and just think about what you learn about people that way. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that would work. Yeah, cool. Okay. 
All right, here, here they come, some more good ones. So this one is another tactic from the top performer. So one of the key tactics was to create within, within the work metrics a team goal. So no competition. We set a number for everyone to work towards, and it becomes a team goal, one metric bringing the team together, teaching the team to share, um, having them have conversations, but having a team goal. So they, they, they set this number for the entire team to achieve. Again, it was not about anybody's individual numbers. For once, it was about this one number for the group, and they had a prize at the end of it. And I'll let you comment on it, and then I'll tell you about the prize. Okay. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, the, um, you know, one of the questions I get asked a lot when we're t- training the action gap under gapology um, is around accountability. Um, and, and the question usually is, you know, how do you create accountability? And I think establishing something like this, where you have a team goal, that creates that self-accountability and team accountability where you feel accountable to the rest of the, uh, you know, people in your, on your team. Um, I think doing something like, like that really takes it beyond just the normal setting expectations and following up and those kinds of things. It takes it beyond that where the person is really invested in achieving those goals. And ideally, it causes communication amongst the team, uh, people calling each other and saying, hey, have you tried this? Have you tried this? It's working. You know, so everybody working together towards this one number. Um, Real, really creates an interesting dynamic. So here was the prize. And they, they achieved the number. In fact, they blew the number away. Everybody, all, all the 12 people got in the mail a mixology kit. What's that? Uh, it's a kit for making mixed drinks. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding. No, it's amazing. <laughs> so then, that would be awesome. Oh, my gosh. So then, wow. this is the awesome part. Wait till you hear this. <laughs> So then they have a Zoom call in the evening. (laughs) Everyone's got their mixology kit, and they hired a mixologist who's on the Zoom who teaches everybody all these different mixed drinks with the kit they have. Oh, how cool. It was so much fun. It, like, rated as the greatest event they'd, like, ever had. Oh, yeah. And it's a a Zoom call. Yeah. Wow, that's a lot better than just going bowling. <laughs> you know, when you can't go bowling, yeah, you know, that's I, the thing. Yeah, I mean, how cool is so, that? So, so the bartender is an actual bartender person that was trained. Yeah, yeah, there's an actual mixologist who oh, will yeah. come on your your Zoom and teach how to make drinks. That is so cool. And wow, it was it was such a team building event yeah. on a Zoom call. Yeah, we need to do that. Me and you. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And again, we're talking about a top performer, number one in the organization. Think about that. That's a key tactic. Yeah. So now everybody has that. Super creative. I would have never thought of it. No, never. So pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah, really cool. Okay. Same top performer, number one in the organization. They, um, and this is, this is about creating teamwork. So part of the challenge with the Zoom world is how do you create team? 
So they set a fitness challenge. They bought Fitbits for everyone on the team, shipped them to them. And they had a Fitbit number that they were all trying to achieve. And they had a, a you know, a team uh, fitness challenge. Okay. And it was an incredible team building event again, yeah. where people were sharing, they were sharing their numbers, they were excited, and people got better. People got more fit. People learned from each other. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, th- these aren't overlapping things. They're separate. But they create a team to where suddenly a work uh, problem is nothing. It's no big deal. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Think yeah. about it. Yeah, you that's know? great. Wow. So I love the Fitbit idea. Yeah, that, that, that is a cool idea. It's, you know, a healthy way to, to do it, maybe to offset the mixology but uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. The mixology thing is not every night. It's, you know, <laughs> right. this one special night. You know. Right. Right. Not every night. Maybe like you I do. do it every night. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, she's super creative. So I was then advised that uh, by another top performer that when you are in person, so if you have limited ability to be in person but suddenly we're going to get together as a team for the first time in a while to go ahead and do an event mm-hmm. make it special you know have a dinner have a bowling night to your point you know do do something fun go ahead and do it uh, because the time we get together physically together is very limited so i like that tactic it's simple and it's something to think about. Yeah, no, I like that. I think um, making it an event is is important. It shows that it is important to be together uh, when you can, uh, you know, to leverage all the technology and Zoom and stuff when you can't. But when you are together, really to make that time special and meaningful. Um, I love that idea. And especially if you're, you know, coming together to do like a meeting or something where there's some work, uh, you know, important work to, to be discussed and that kind of thing. Um, to tie it into um, an activity that um, just shows that you do care about them as individuals as well. Yeah, and again, so since we have such limited time together, to go ahead and do something fun and special, you know, really makes it memorable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that one. All right, the last one I have is another top performer told me that with the team that's on the Zoom screen whom they don't get to see in person, who they don't get to interact with in person, that they send them handwritten notes for specific things that they've done for them. So they mail it, mail them to them. And I think that's a big deal. I think when a handwritten note comes in the mail and you open it up, it becomes this you know, lasting thing. It's, it's a lost art yeah. and it's, it's very meaningful. So it sort of seals the relationship right. when you, when you, when you have that. So I love that tactic. It's so different. And again, it's so personal and it, it just is so different than a zoom call that it changes the relationship. Yeah. It's, uh, it's kind of the opposite of the, of the rest of the world today. Everything is so digitized Everything's so quick. 
um, you know, texting, you know, people don't even text thank you anymore. It's just THX, right? Um, it's, it's more meaningful to get something that somebody sat down with a pen and a piece of paper, you know, wrote it out, put it in an envelope, put a stamp on it, went to the mailbox. I mean, it's a whole thing. It's a whole process that the same message could have been delivered over text or in an email, but it shows that that person really cared enough to do that. Um, I love that idea. Well, then, no, that's a great point. So I wonder what the lasting value of a text is yeah, yeah. Versus, versus the lasting value of a handwritten note. I wonder if, if the handwritten note doesn't have a lasting value that's 10,000 times longer than the text. Right. And just think, I mean, think about it. Yeah. And think about like, you know, some of the younger people today, you know, millennials, Gen Z, you know, have they ever received a handwritten note? <laughs> you know, something like that. They may not have ever, you know, so they they're used to receiving a, a text or or whatever. But to get something in the mail addressed to them with a stamp on it, I think uh, would send an entirely different message uh, behind yeah, what it's written. Not, it's not like it's a birthday card. Right, right. It's different. Uh, you, you and I did a did a workshop once, and we asked the group, "How many of you have ever received a standing ovation?" Mm-hmm. And no one had ever received a standing ovation. I wonder, you know, based on what you just said, how many millennials have ever received a handwritten note thanking them for a specific behavior that they did. Yeah be interesting it's a total game changer and it's so simple right you do have to find a way to you have to find stamps somewhere they're hard to find but (laughs) um they are um total game changer yeah so so i hope um those of you listening to us took notes on this um each of these will work you can tailor them to your own environment and uh we, you know, stole a few from the top performer in a major organization. So you can thank us for that. Um, but uh, go for it. What What do you have in closing, Brian? Yeah, uh, I, just to um, maybe switch the topic slightly, I just want to uh, give a little teaser for next week's podcast. So we're going to have two special guests joining us on our podcast that we were uh, very fortunate to be able to be interviewed by them a couple weeks ago. And uh, we shared some uh, fun news with the viewers during that uh, live stream. And uh, so next Tuesday, we're going to have them on our show. So uh, everybody listening to this, uh, just make sure to mark your calendars and uh, you'll get to hear that next week. Is it a surprise as to who they are? I don't know. What do you think? Think we should share? I think I would share. Okay, go right ahead. So we're going to have uh, the two newest members of the Gapology team, Judy Shulak and Sarah Shulak, join us on the podcast. So we're we're thrilled about that. Um, Judy was the former president of Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, Sarah is her brilliant sidekick, and we'll just leave it at that. And uh, they're they're incredible. You'll love them, and uh, that's what I would add. What yeah. What else do you have? Yeah, no, I think that's good. Uh, yeah, uh, these are two amazing people. Um, 
the first call that we had with them, I was blown away. Uh, the energy, the just the different way of looking at things, having that uh, little bit of diversity on our team, I think is going to be uh, just huge for uh, for us individually, but also for our organization and any of our clients that we support. So um, I'm very excited to have them on the show next week. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Okay, Mark. Well, this was a good show. Yeah, good stuff. I hope everybody took notes. This stuff will work. We'd love your feedback. Uh, make it happen. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, we'll uh, talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. All right, bye-bye. All right, that'll do it from here. If you'd like to learn more about any of our books, our workshops, or our personal coaching, head on over to our website, gapology.org. Everybody have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.